It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Grace, and today we are going to talk about money. We're going to talk about how codependency and money interact in our lives. I think this is such a fascinating topic because it's so unexpected. People don't think that codependency could have anything to do with how we make our financial and money choices or what it has to do with what we do for a living or how much money we have in the bank or how close we make it to our dreams. But I deeply think that codependency really does influence on a core level all those choices that we make. So, as you all know, I've been through my own journey with codependency. Codependency. I'm still on that journey because I'm always growing. Um, however, I've also been on a journey with understanding money and the meaning that money has to us in our life. Now, when you say I've been on a journey with money, that might mean to you like understanding spreadsheets and budgets and investing. That's not the part of it that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the way in which our modern world functions to um, manage our money and make more money. I'm talking about what money symbolizes to us and what emotions it brings up in us. There's a lot of fabulous books out there on this. One of them is by T. Harv Ecker, and it's called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and it teaches you belief systems that people have um, around money and wealth, and how you can have a mindset that debilitates your ability to progress with financial goals, or how you can have a mindset and a set of belief systems that um, accelerate or bring your financial goals forward. Um, and I'm not going to get into all of them here, but he has this whole set of principles and an entire way for you to um, unpack your blueprint of your money so that you can understand the origins of it. I really um, believe this is a great book to begin understanding our relationship with money um, in, in an emotional way. But there's also a lot of resources out there about how to understand money spiritually or the soul of money. And that might blow your mind to even hear that concept being said, like how can money have a soul? Um, but I believe that it can. And when you start thinking of it that way, it's like so powerful and amazing the things that you can do with it. So let's get into the main focus of today, which is all about how codependency affects the money. Now, when you're making choices as um, a 
in a codependent manner where you're focused on the other person um, and helping them in any way possible, that sometimes means that you're spending money on that person to help them get better. And that can mean that you're paying for um, rehab, you know, if there's rehab needed. Um, there can be money spent on bills for them. There can be money spent on projects that they want to do and you really want to help them succeed. So you're going to foot them some money to help that project, have that project happen. You're going to invest with them um, to give them seed money so that their new business venture can get off the ground. But the people that um, you're helping potentially um, fall flat on their face repeatedly even though you're helping them. And maybe you think, oh, well, this time it will work. Well, this time it's going to be different. Or maybe they are coaxing you with um, terms about how it's going to be different this time and they really got their stuff figured out and this is going to be the thing that turns it around. There could be guilt where um, don't you care about me? Don't you want me to do... Um, what is needed to, you know, this is the thing that's going to turn it around for me. And so they're um, playing on your emotions um, to help them or they're, your, they're playing on your emotions to ensure that they get what they want. And so because it can be so overwhelming if you say no and then how they respond to that no can be so overwhelming and intimidating, sometimes people will just give the money or the resources even though they really don't want to but they don't want to deal with the aftermath they don't want to deal with the aftermath of that person flipping their lid in some way or giving them the cold shoulder or um, accusing them of something hurtful that you know the person is probably going to know your buttons and so they don't want their buttons to be pushed in a painful way and so the money is still given um, in whatever ways I mentioned. And so this is the way that a person can be codependent and how it can impact their money. If you were to add up the ways in which you have given money to an individual or several individuals to help them, and I bet that number would surprise you, one, Two, um, if you were to add up the times that you gave money and it was a loan and you didn't get it back, or times that you gave money and it didn't work out for the person, like it was supposed to do something, but that didn't happen. Um, those are hard numbers to add up, but I think that when people are hit in the pocketbook, um, lights get turned on inside their mind and their heart and their soul and they really realize how much this is impacting their life the choices that they're making and that it has to stop i mean sometimes people bury their emotions around it um but usually money really hits at home and so if you're really oh my gosh realizing that there has been a lot of money that has been spent um, on all these situations and it did not turn out in a way that I think is useful, maybe it's time I do something about that. 
You know, maybe it is time you do something about that. And so you can go over to soulamplified.com and that's my free webinar on codependency. And it does, um, you know, there is information in there about the process of change and what change is like and self-forgiveness and what you can do to help yourself forgive yourself with this financial situation. And listening to that information could be invaluable for you in terms of the healing process of this portion of your codependency. It leads to a free phone consultation with me where you can have a discovery call to learn about the ways in which you want to transform all aspects of your life, which could include finances and eligibility for potentially entering into a program that I have that helps transform all of your codependency on, on all different levels, including the financial aspect of it, the career aspect of it, and the entrepreneurship aspect of it, because I'm passionate about helping women be fabulous entrepreneurs. And so it doesn't leave that component out. There's a way that you can begin to transform the financial part of your codependency. Here's some examples that are smaller ways that people can be codependent with money in, in these tiny ways that you might not recognize. It could be as simple as you're attending a pampered chef party or a party light party. One of those group parties where you go and there's a host and they're showing you the things that they sell and it's at some friend's house and then um, you have the option whether or not you're going to buy something and you actually really don't want anything but there's this little voice in your head that's like well everyone else is going to buy something and if you don't buy something you're going to be a bad person i mean you're not supporting your friend she's trying to get free stuff right now because if a, if a certain amount of stuff is sold at this party she she gets something free and i have to make sure that i'm one of the people to help her because if i am not there is something wrong with me there is something bad with me I am somehow not a good person. All because you attended um, like a pampered chef or a party light kind of party or maybe Sensi. You know what I'm talking about. And it brought out this need in you that you have to give money to be able to be worthy. So that's one small way that codependency can eke out in our everyday life. I was once at a grocery store. Well, okay, I've been at a grocery store a lot of times, but the example is I was leaving the grocery store. I had just finished. I'm packing up my items into my cart, and the woman behind me didn't have much. So she, like, while I'm doing that, she's already done and ringing herself up at the little debit card screen. And at Safeway, the grocery store that I often um, shop at for my groceries, they have the option if you're going to donate to whatever cause they are supporting right then. And I think that's great that they have it right there. You can just add it onto your bill. Yes, I wanna support whatever the organization is. And the woman um, looked at it and said to the cashier, you know, I'm sorry, I can't donate money to this cause and gave some reason. Um, and, and I didn't hear the rest of the conversation. But I found it fascinating 
that she needed to tell the cashier why she couldn't donate to that this cause. People press no on that button all day long, I am sure. But something within her was like, this woman, this because it was a female cash register um, worker, will know if I press no. And I can't have that happen. I can't have her know that I'm turning down this organization in need. So I must explain myself to her. And that seemed, um, as I reflect on it, like a moment where that woman needed to have approval um, and needed to make sure that everyone around her knew she wasn't a bad person for pressing no. And that is an issue with her own self-perception. And so, in hindsight, it seemed kind of codependent to me. But it's this very subtle thing. Another way that codependency and money can happen is when the kids are selling the things for the fundraisers and you end up overbuying. Now, okay, this doesn't have to be a codependent thing, and I know that, but if there are many ways in which you are codependent and you often get pulled in by the kid with the fundraiser, you need to just be aware of that because you don't have to give to an organization that you don't want to give to or you can't afford to give to. Um, it's within your right to decide where your money goes. Even though it's for a good cause, there are millions of good causes in the world and you don't have to give your money to all of them because then you wouldn't have any money. Allow someone else to give if they so need. If you truly want to support the kid, support the kid. But it's up to you. You don't have to do it every time. And you don't have to overspend on it. So those are, that's another way that you can get in trouble. Let's look a little bit about the personal impact on being codependent um, with your money or your resources and how that's going to impact your life. What that can mean is that you have less resources for yourself and your family and your future. Um, people oftentimes talk about having more money and wanting to have more money or being rich or making it big or winning the lottery, right? Um, if you're not managing your money right, right now, it's going to be really hard when you have more money to manage that more money correctly. You need to be able to manage what you have well to be able to manage the next level of money well. If you can't manage what you have right now, how are you going to be able to manage even more responsibility? And so managing what you have right now means making sure that your bills are paid and making sure that you have what is necessary for your family to function. But honestly, I want more than that for you and your family. I want your family to be able to thrive and be happy. And there is nothing wrong with having more than enough in the bank to be able to thrive, to experience joy, so that 
you can let that joy spill out over into the world. I think that I've talked before about the concept um, of not giving from the dredges of your cup, making sure that your cup is filled to overflowing and giving from the overflow because the overflow that comes out is going to be more meaningful, more joyful, more robust, and have more depth to it than if you were to give from the dredges of the cup. Every time you get a little bit more in your cup, you're giving it away. Well, you're giving away scraps if you're giving from the bottom of your cup. But if you're giving from the overflow of your cup, there is an abundance to go around and it doesn't deplete you. And the same can be said for um, making sure that you have enough for your family to function and thrive helps your family um, have that overflow. Now there's other components like having a functional family system and making sure that you can communicate well and people are physically healthy and people are able to work towards their goals and dreams. Like there's a lot of other components that are part of having an overflowing family cup. But finances is definitely one of those components. What can happen if you're giving all the money away is that you don't have enough bills, like I said. You can end up in debt, and that creates a lot of pain for families because now they're chasing to get caught up rather than focusing on the positive of now or the positive of their future. The dreams that people have can get squashed um, by not having the money available to them to pursue their dreams because they've spent it on codependent behavior. Um, and so that means that there's not money in savings to be able to afford the travel or maybe going back to school. It could mean that there's a ding on their credit report because of codependent financial behavior. And so now um, applying for loans or getting a car or getting a house are more difficult because of the way in which you have overhelped with your money. Um, there could be delinquent loans, which of course is going to affect your credit score. And really, I'm all about people being able to chase their dreams. And I think it's fine if you go after your dream and um, get a little crazy or get a little wild with it. Like, yes, do your research and know what's happening and um, educate yourself and, and don't just throw caution to the wind um, 100%. But you can be brave in an educated way and be excited and happy to try something new that you're confident in and have knowledge in. Um, kind of like refined wild or a refined chance taking, you know? And so I'm all for supporting people chasing their dreams and making them happen because that's the path that I am on and it is amazing. It is much more difficult to make that happen if you are still in the place of focusing on using your finances to help other people to the detriment of yourself. If you don't have the resources and the credit score um, banked for yourself, how are you going to be able to put your eggs, even just some of your eggs, 
into your own basket to make your own dreams happen. So I ask you, what are your dreams? What are the things that you want to experience in your life? And what are the emotions that you want to experience in your life? Um, I mean, sometimes money gets a bad name because people are like, oh, it causes problems. But money is just a resource that helps us accomplish the things that make us happy and bring us experiences. And if you can look at money as being inert and only bringing out more of what is already there, it can shift your perspective. So maybe that experience that you had with a rich person who was a jerk wasn't that the money made that person a jerk. It was that that person was a jerk and they happened to have money. And maybe it made them more of a jerk, but maybe it didn't. Um, and you can think about a nice person that you know who also has money as a nice person who happens to have money. And maybe the money made them more nice, but maybe they were nice regardless of whether or not they had the money. We put onto money any negative connotations that we happen to have of it. Money doesn't begin that way. And we need to have enough of it to be able to fulfill the things that we want in our lives for ourselves. And when we have enough for ourselves, we can share from the excess and we can share in a way that feels positive and good rather than giving from a place of guilt, anger, shame, um, obligation that's full of, I don't want to say regret, but like wishing that you didn't have to. And that's not the kind of giving that we want to send out into the world because it sends out those emotions with it. The kind of giving that should be shared in the world is one that's full of hope and prosperity and goodness for those that it's being shared with. And so it is okay to keep enough for yourself to have enough and to be able to go um, experience the life that you need to experience to have fulfillment, to have that full cup. I know I keep saying it, but I can't stress it enough that having a full cup is so different from living on empty all the time and having a bank account that isn't strained to the point of um, poverty because you are constantly being codependent with your money is part of that. When you fix your money and you fix your money story, ooh, a new term, right? Money story? Um, it helps put pieces of yourself back together and you feel less codependent because you have more personal power over yourself. You understand who you are more because making money choices helps you figure out who you are. And part of being codependent is actually not knowing your own identity because you have spent so much time focusing on everyone else, right? And so paying attention to your own money and making choices with it that are healthy for you helps you discover who you are, how much power you actually have, and brings you closer to yourself. Who knew that managing your money could be 
a personal fulfillment journey, right? But it can be. I want you to experience life where you're managing your money well in a way that is joyful for you and not codependent, giving it away whenever somebody else needs that resource from you. The money was earned by you and should be used for the purposes that you choose, not based on guilt or shame or manipulation. I wish you an amazing week of recognizing the ways in which you want to spend your money in ways that are positive for you. Be well and go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.